Welcome to another exciting episode of Saturday Shade. I'm your host, Nene Kabute. And on today's topic, we are going to talk about something very important. I think everyone at some point in your life, you kind of like think about like, do I really need to do this? And yes, you do. So the topic is going to be like, it's the same topic, but like in like variations. Like it's about when do parents need to start taking care of their kids? And on the flip side, when do we need to start taking care of our parents? Hmm, very interesting. But to do this, I have some beautiful ladies with me today. We have Jasmine right here. We have Sean Trees and we have AC. Welcome, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And listeners and viewers at home, don't forget to join us on uh, the conversation on social media. Sorry. Uh, Instagram, Saturday Shade. Twitter, SS and Kabute. And do not forget to hashtag Saturday Shade. So, ladies, let's get into it. When do you think it's the appropriate time for parents to stop taking care of their kids? Or vice versa. I would say never. <laughs> like, because I, I think I think of like the mindset because I feel like as black people sometimes they like we want to get it out the mud so bad. Like just wanna be like, I did it myself, I wanna get out the mud. But I think about like my favorite white people, and I know my favorite white people through their parents. Mm. So if white people, you know, white people set up their children, like, I, if I can live an easy life, I'm going to do that. So if I'm going to be like, yeah, well, my mom did this. This is my mom. You know, my mom can take care. I'm going to ride that coattail so I can't ride that coattail. Hello, anymore. somebody. <laughs> I, I don't, my dream in life, I don't dream of labor. I don't, I don't dream of hard work. And if I don't have to, then I'm not going to do it. And I just I continuously think about white people, how, you know, you have like these, you hear about these investors that put like, their son on or even with the um that college channel when they were like paying to get their kids into About that. Yeah. Let me get on that. Let me get on that. I don't <laughs> yeah. Let me get on that. I don't SAT course I don't want to do none of that shit. No. <laughs> my mom and my dad my mom and my daddy got me. The white people do it, let me do it. So I think that like and I come from a, I come from a single parent household, but I also come from a household that I never wanted for anything. Mm-hmm. Even I was thinking about you know because I knew we had to record, and I'm in Houston at my parents' house. I was thinking about it this morning. I woke up and I asked my mom. I was like, you know, she was like, "Are you hungry?" And I was like, "Yeah, can you go get me some donuts?" Immediately went out and got you know what I'm saying like something so minuscule. Just immediately went out and got donuts. So I think that for me personally, like my parents would never stop taking care of me. I'm still on the family home, home plan. I'm not getting off that shit. Until a man, until a man come take me off, I'm not, I'm not getting, don't tell my daddy though, because he don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but then also like vice versa, like, you know, I take care of my parents. Of course, I, I'm not able to take care of them just yet as I want to like financially, but I'm able to like provide in other ways. So, you know, even though they are my parents, I'm on like this mental health journey. So I'm able to, mm-hmm. you know, pour into them when they mm-hmm. can't pour into themselves. Because even though they are parents and we look at our parents as being like, you know, the matriarch and the patriarch of like, put on this set of pedestal that parents are just like, you know, yeah, it, right? Our parents yeah. take care of us. But sometimes like, I have to have conversations with my mom and I have to pour into her mentally because mm-hmm. she's, she's still a person. She's my mom. Yeah. But sometimes she falls short and I have to be like, hey girl, like, are you okay? Do you need to talk? Like, let me pour. I, my cup is full enough where I can pour into you. So even yeah. though I'm not there yet where I can take care of them financially as I would want to, I still try to provide, you know, and take care of them in other ways. Mm. 
that's good. I, I didn't even think about it, but you know, you she literally just like give us a whole episode, like, okay, we done. <laughs> no, I agree with her. She hit every single point. Like she has she brought up a good point. Black people are always known to like at 18, you're getting out of my house, you're yeah. doing this, you're doing that. But if you look at the white families, they don't move out until they're married or until they start their own family or they're already taken care of with like a trust fund or, you know, oh, you're going to take over the business. So mm-hmm. it's always set up for them to succeed. And for us, we're always taught, no, at 18, you need to get a job, you need your own apartment. Uh, 16, so- they start from 16, you need a job. <laughs> yeah, like you have to always work. You have to always provide. And I feel like as black people, we should have that luxury of our parents taking care of us until we're in an actual stable state to return the favor, you know? Mm. So I just feel like that's just a conversation we always talk about. Like she said, why do we always have to get out the mud? If my life is sustainable where I can sit here and take care of my child, why wouldn't I not? I created you. I brought you into this world. So why should I not take care of you? That's true. Let me play the devil's advocate for a second. At some point in time, don't you like sometimes, you know, we feel like, you know, at the age of 16, 17, like I want to move out because I want some freedom. You know, no. we also have that mindset as well. You know, where it's like, I want to be out of my house, be gone. Because I remember back in Ghana, uh, my mama always tells me, I don't mind you going out, but it's a curfew. So it's 12 midnight. If you, whatever time you want to come back, just let me know. I remember one time I told my mom, I'll be back at like 11 o'clock, 11.01. She's out of con. I said, God damn. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> that's, how, that's how my parents were too and i start i feel like once you get older you start to like once you get older once you know better you do better so that's yes. how i was like when i lived with, first of all if i could move back home and stay with my parents i would do that now at 28 and not pay no, no bills or some stuff like that. The ghetto. I didn't ask to be here. Okay. If I don't like it, I don't like it. I got not the money. ghetto. <laughs> I feel her. I guess I'm lucky because I got that luxury to move back home. <laughs> like, but I, I chose. So like, I chose to like leave home and move mm-hmm. to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So my mom and my dad, they were like. You can stay here as long as you want to. Mm-hmm. We have a um, we have a house on the other side of town that we rent out. It was like we can find some renters, or if you want to move into that. So it was no rush. It was like me. It wasn't them because I was like, I'm born and raised in Houston. I can always come home. Right. Yeah. I want you yeah. like I know I come home. So let me go. You know, venture <laughs> out and things like that. But yeah, so like when I lived at home, I always had a when I lived when I was younger, I had a curfew. First in high school, my curfew was like twelve. Which I was like, what? All my friends get to be out. I want to be out. Like, everybody's out. Right. Well, you got 12. You got my mama's house at 7 p.m. And then I I got older, and then my curfew was at like two. So the rule in in my parents' house was like, never let the sun beat you home. And if you feel like the sun is going to beat you home, you just don't need to come home. Like just mm-hmm. text us and be like, "Hey, I'm not coming home." Yeah. So it was like, so anytime I felt like, like, "Hey, like I'm having too much fun," I would text my mom and my dad, and be like, "Hey, I, I'm staying out. I'll see y'all anymore. Like, don't wait up for me." Like, yeah. Because they okay, you know, they yeah, up like that. But now, hell, I'm trying. They party me. I'm trying to be in the bed by nine. I'm yes, not <laughs> like it's I get so that. Funny. <laughs> if I went out, I went out last night, and my mom was like, "Hey, because." I will say one time I came home and I was like, get, I'm out, I'm lit. I look at the clock, it's 4.30 in the morning. 
I'm walking in the house, a dog barking, birds chirping. My daddy like, I know your ass is not my my dad, daddy. I'm fucked up. I bought all back in my house in Atlanta. <laughs> so so last night, I you know my mom was like, you know you gonna be late, like let us know. So I got home at like two thirty, and I'm like, I am tired. Like, <laughs> can't believe I like wanted to stay out this late at like 18 like that for me there's nothing just day party me let me be home by 10 so I can be because my body my body different now I don't have time to have a hangover be recuperating oh, no. all day you're not doing yeah. that and yeah. it's, it ain't nothing it's nothing out there like I'm getting older and I just I want to go home I want to be with my man and I want to go to sleep I'm not <laughs> there's nothing out there it's like, you know, there's nothing out there is this he... is strip club. Now, this is strip club. Now, we can say, oh, nice, you know, get a little linen paper wet at the strip. Mm-hmm. Is he... It's over to you now. Okay. <laughs> Jazz is like, listen, I'm going to tell you what I would do. Um, the ladies, I mean, they, they brought up some great points. I feel that there's still some, like, room where there's still a give and there's still a take when it comes to um, growing up. Because, see, at the end of the day, too, sometimes when you keep your kids for too long or you nurture them for too long, Mm. they also don't know how to get their own when it's time to get their own. And Mm -hmm. because they know that their mother and father, whoever their guardians are, will be there as a safety net, sometimes the kids don't push themselves hard enough because they know, well, if it doesn't work out, I can always go to mom and dad. And Mm. so I do believe that there's layers to knowing I'll be there for you and layers Mm. where it's like, I'm not helping you. I don't care if I have the money. I'm not helping you because I know that this is not going to help you because there's one day when I will leave this earth and who will you now say will be your second net? And sometimes it's like, as parents, we love, I'm not, I'm not a parent, but I'm assuming as parents, you know, they, they love their child so much. They brought them into this world and they want to make sure that they have the best life they can give. But that's also understanding that you have to learn how to let them go. So that they can be able to have the best life for themselves instead of as parents trying to craft everything for them. Because at the end of the day, the child also doesn't even understand what they like if they always have that. They don't know what, um, they don't know how it is to like not have money at the end of the month. And those hard moments is when you learn and you grow and you develop and you realize that you don't need your parents. They're there. It's nice to have them. Mm. but they shouldn't be the end all be all it shouldn't be when times get hard you know you go to them it should be you try to figure it out on yourself because depending on how your parents grew up that's how they did it and (laughs) and i think that our generation i think our generations of parents have been through so much if that was them being born in ghana that was them being born in america that because they went through so much they don't want us to go through the same thing but right. they can't protect us from that, you okay. know. And so, um, build character. Exactly. Builds real character. You have yeah. to build real character. Your parents, your parents can instill values in you, but they can't teach you how to be yourself. Like mm-hmm. you got to discover that on your own. Um, and so, I definitely believe that parents should be there at the safety net. But there is a time, and now you know, now these days used to be 18. And I feel like that's kind of 18 across the board, regardless of race. Now it depends on how you started, but I still feel like across America, there's this thing where it's like 18 is the time you're supposed to be on your own. Now that was back in the day. Now, (laughs) now that number has completely changed. Now it's 
it's 18, but then you thought it was 21, and then it used to be 21, but now you don't know what number it is anymore because it's the dynamics right. have changed since yeah. I started working. Yeah. Like me personally, I feel um like 25, 26 is that age where you start to be like you want more for yourself. Yeah. Like not in that's where you like you said, you party, you done that, you went out, and you just really look at like what your parents went through and you kind of start to understand like worth ethic or I want this, I want a house, yes. I want a car. Yeah. So I feel like <laughs> at that age is where where most of our parents start to let go anyway, because by then you already went through your own trials and tribulations. By then you probably already went through like your own little um like okay this is what the world is like okay okay mommy wasn't lying you know what i mean yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> listen the struggle is you real never, you yeah never tell your mama she was right yep. you never tell no. like, you ain't gonna tell her to her face never. but you gonna right. <laughs> never tell you that's one thing i learned you ever tell your mama she was she Hold on, she gonna hold on to that to her deathbed. Listen, the last breath, she's gonna be like, Remember, I told you, you said I'll listen. I'm like, Girl, can but, you just let it go? <laughs> yeah. but, what if you have siblings? It's not just one person, you gotta imagine that yeah. too. You got like three other siblings, your parents True. are like, It's time for you to get off. Oh, yeah. I, I, I got other people to take care of. So oh, wow. I don't have siblings like that. I only have yeah. one sibling, and we're 15 years more. apart. I got three more. So my oh, parents are like... Oh, yeah. like, I was the only child for 15 Gotta go, years. gotta go. Oh, right. I was the only child. I was the only child for 14 years, too. Oh, and okay. then, like, touching, touching on the point where you're talking about, like, helping and then, like, building character mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So yeah. for, like, a year and a half when I lived in Atlanta, I was unemployed. And it was, like, the hardest time. Like, I have ever... I thought I had went through some shit. Let me tell you. <laughs> God was like, you thought you had some trials and tribulations. Yeah. Let me show you some shit. So, like, I lost my job and then, you know, called my mom and they're like, hey, I lost my job. And the first thing they asked me was like, do you want to come home? Mm. I'm like, no, you know, I was like, it's cool. Like, it's unemployment. Like, you know, I, can, I got my degree. I got, I'm going to get a job. One, a month without a job turned into three. Three turned into six. I had to Ooh. move out of my apartment. I had to like, you know, get behind on bills. Like my parents paid like my bills for like two months. And then it was like, okay, you know, revisiting the conversation, like, you know, what are you gonna do? Like, so they were there, but they wasn't like, okay, we just gonna take care of you. You know mm. what I'm saying? They was like, yeah. you know, yeah. we'll, we'll help you. If you need help, we'll help you. But okay, we can't pay your eighteen hundred dollar rent. And then mm. also like Hard. you know your oh your sister God. needs your sister need braces and we got you know stuff like yeah. that so yeah. you know we'll take care of you but okay so we paid we paid your bills for two months so what's up what's, what's up you, gonna do? So, you know <laughs> yeah. we still going we're still we're still gonna help but my parents so I come from like uh, if you need help ask for yes, yeah side family but if they, if you need help ask for but also what type of help do you need mm. so. Whereas, like, those first two months, I was like, okay, well, I need help with, like, rent and, like, bills and stuff like that. Cool, we got you. We still want to help you, but we can't help you as financially. So, you know, I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to move out of my apartment, and my friend is going to let me, like, stay in her uh, her guest room. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Well, what can we do to help you, like, with that transition? Like, you know, then I start dealing with, like, depression and, like, anxiety and stuff like that. Okay, let's find you a therapist. So it was always like, 
I'm gonna help you, but you also do need to figure out this shit yeah. by yourself. Yeah. And then also, I wanted to figure it out by myself because I like I know that like I like I said I don't have a want for anything. So I know if I was like, hey, um, you know, I want to come home, my daddy would have came and packed me up and like so I would back home. Back yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? But I wanted to be like, hey, like I can't just always run home when things get hard. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I want to I want to be able to be like, damn, you know what, Jazz? Like you you've been hustling for the past year and a half. Shit just not working out. Like you tried, you've applied here, you've done part time, you know what I'm saying? I wanted to be on my last whim. And that's how it was for me. Like I remember I had tried everything. Like I had uh, moved out of my I lost my job. I had to move out of my apartment. I was dealing with a breakup. I moved in with my homegirl. She put me out a week before my birthday. I was sitting on my other home. Yeah, I was sitting on my other, my homegirl's couch, like technically like homeless. So I'm like, and I feel like, nah, like I'm I'm a, I'm a do this shit, right? Yeah. So I remember sitting in my car. I just, I was like, no, I was like, I can't do it. I got to go home. Because if I can't, like I said, if I can go home, I'm going to go. I remember mm-hmm. being on phone my daddy. I was like, I called my daddy. I said, hey. I was like, Ready? Uh, coming home? I, yeah. I said, I'm coming home. He was like, cool. He was like, my, first of all, my daddy, he never wanted me to leave anyway. So I saw him, I was like, I was like, daddy, I, I said, this this life shit is beating my ass. I'm losing. Like, I'm ready to come home. He was like, uh, he was like, all right, well, you know, sell your furniture. I said, first of all, hold on, you sell your furniture. I said, I need you to get the U-Haul, come get me over it. Like, I was just at my last whim. And that's when I knew that I was like, Okay, like I appreciate my family because at that point I was just like defeated. And I, as soon as I made that call, my dad was like, "Let me move around my schedule. We are gonna bring you back home." But of course, the universe and God works in mysterious ways. Yeah. I had two job interviews the next day and a position by the end of the week. And then I called my dad and I was like, "Yeah, I'm not coming home." He's like, <laughs> <laughs> he like "You sure?" I was like, "No, daddy, I got a job now. Like, I'm good now. I got a job. Yeah, I got benefits." Like, no. He's like, no, I'll come. I'll still come with you. I was like, you just want me to come home. But I appreciated that. Like, I needed that. As, as hard as that, that year and a half of being unemployed was for me, I needed that for, like, my own personal development. Like, I needed True. to be able to, like, I always knew that my family and my parents were like, you know, if you need help, ask for it. We got you. Yeah. But I also appreciated them, like, not like, I want in a sense of, like, micromanaging. Like, I want, mm-hmm. they were like, you know, We'll help you. You good? You got it. But also, like, we're gonna figure some shit out by yeah. so being there, being a call away, but not like, no, we'll keep paying your rent. We'll keep doing this. Well, because then I would have, I probably Cause... still would have been unemployed. I wouldn't be. Yeah. I wouldn't have looked for a job if my parents didn't pay my bills. I'm good. Listen, <laughs> I had a conversation with my parents like about a year ago. Oh, first of all, you guys are talking about how you like you have like you no know, this 15 year interval for your siblings and stuff. I got only four. Okay. Oh, I remember when my brother <laughs> I remember when my brother was born. My grandma was like, when I walked to the hospital, I'm like, I look like, what the hell is this? Like, she's in my face. I'm like, whoops. <laughs> but, you know, the funny thing is, the one thing and I'm like, what the hell is this? Like, who is this? You know, but the funny thing, the one thing we always fight about is the phone. The phone bill, because I don't, we, we don't pay the phone. My dad actually pays it. I know he has a discount, so I'll be on this shit like just and he like, why can't you? I'm like, nigga, leave me alone. Like he was, he was fine. like, leave me alone. Let me. I don't. I don't. The least you can do is keep me on the phone. Play. I don't ask much. <laughs> Just keep me on the phone. Man, that phone feels like. He already kicked me out of 
me off the benefits because I didn't age out. Yeah, he's sexy. I didn't age out. Already, I'll pay for everything else. With that right. I wanted to be an adult and get my own apartment and move, and I got to pay my own. The least you can do just keep do me this. on the phone. All I ask is that my parents keep me on the phone bill and they let me keep clothes at their house when I come into town. I came in this weekend. My daddy told me he didn't put my shit in storage. I said, oh, y'all just different around here. <laughs> y'all didn't change. Y'all didn't change. Jasmine, but you know what I love about your story, though? And I think this is the beauty of having parents or guardians. And the, keep, the reason why I keep saying guardians, because I know not everyone has parents. Mm-hmm. Um, True. But the beautiful thing is that they're there for you. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of yes. people that don't have that. Yes. You know, the difference yeah. between knowing you have um, parents or guardians for you and then not having anyone. And Ooh. so for me, I thought it was just beautiful that they're there for you and they say you can come home because some people don't have a home to come to, even if they have parents and guardians, yeah. you know? And so I think that's just even, um, it's honestly a blessing. And I'm so happy that you were able to get that job, get those two interviews. Like that is just such a testimony to me. And um, one thing, it's funny because each parent, I have two parents mm-hmm. and my mom is like the tough love. Okay. Uh, yeah. My mom was the one balancing it out to where, you know, my dad being be more lenient, but mom was like, no. Mm-hmm. They gotta go. Like, no, yeah. they yeah. they need to leave. And like, even when I came out to LA, I say this story all the time. Like, my mom gave me a loan. She did not give me money. She said, "No, I will give you a loan. We signed a paper, and this is what how much I'm going to give her." And she says, "You will pay my money back with interest." No, that's a beautiful part about okay. my family. Okay, they all got to pay it to pay. <laughs> what she was teaching me, though, and this is where the tough love, this is the this is the balance between I'm still here for you, but you got to learn on your own. Yes. And so that was the tough love where it was like, you're still going to pay my money back because I still need to train you that when mm. you take money from someone, you got to pay them back. Mm-hmm. And um, even if they say, oh, you can keep it, still have that mentality. Want to give it back, yes. yes. So it's like, she's training me that I'm still here for you. But if I'm not here one day, you already got the mechanisms in your mind where you can start yeah. running on your own. And so for me, it's, and then, like I said, I have three sisters. So I don't even know what it feels like to be an only child. I was only a child for two years. And even then I can't recollect what that is. What? So, <laughs> let me just tell you, it's a beautiful <laughs> thing. It's a beautiful <laughs> thing. Child. I was the only child for 14 years. So I grew up in a single, uh, single parent household. It was just me and my mom. Um, my dad was like in and out. So when I speak about my daddy now, I talk about my stepdad. So my, my mom and my stepdad, they've been married for 16 years. So that's, that's, that's my daddy. Congrats. Mm. Um, oh, so I grew up, uh, grew up in a single parent household. It was just me and my mom. And so we talked about like tough love. So me and my mom's relationship has kind of like progressed. So she, my mom was always there. She was like, never missed a ballet recital. Never mm. missed when I, yes, wanted to, when I wanted to do karate for like two days, she signed me up. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> two days. <laughs> like that. Right. This, you know, niggas just be trying shit. I just thought, you know. So. Uh, <laughs> Um, but what I learned, like, with my mom is, and, like, looking at, because, you know, the way that our personalities and the way that our family dynamics are shaped are always, like, there's always a foundation from, like, a previous generation. Yeah. So, like, my mom is the way that she is because of how my grandparents raised her, right? And it's not anything bad, you know, they raised me. She was, my grandparents are amazing. They, they're two together. When they got divorced, they got remarried. That's all different story. <laughs> <laughs> But 
wrong. <clears throat> but then also like your 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 culture is shaped by, you know, True. previous generations and it also is shaped by like what you went through. So my mom was like a single mother at twenty. So essentially we we grew up together. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she's raising somebody by herself, you know, you have the child, you have the yeah, she still went to college, finished college, got her master's degree, and you're doing this all by yourself, essentially, mm-hmm. because, you know, your baby daddy left. So it kind of gave her, like, a hard, you know, exterior. She didn't want yeah. you to go through what mm-hmm. she went through. Right. So yeah. as we got older and I'm like, um, you know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I talk a lot of shit, but I'm sensitive. So <laughs> we had to, Yes, so we know. I, right. So as I've gotten older, we've had to have this these conversations and then especially now within like the past two years I've been like consistently doing therapy and I'm on like my mental health journey that our relationship has really like grown and I have to like I'm open enough to be like you're my parent but I'm also a person mm-hmm. so in that we are continuously we're individually continuously evolving mm-hmm. but then also like our parentship or our like relationship even with my mom and my dad so my mom was like this she's still a hard ass sometimes but she kind of soft too, so I'll be. Mm-hmm. But like, but also, and I had to realize with my stepdad, like, so when my stepdad came into my life, I had to realize, like, I had never had a daddy. He had never had a daughter. Mm. So he had never been a parent. I, we, I didn't know nothing about having a daddy. I didn't, he didn't know nothing about having a daughter. So we like bump heads, like, mm. it's, it's going back. But what I always like appreciated by him, what made our relationship stronger is that whenever we was out he was like this is my daughter this is my daughter like this is jazz you know he, whatever you need you need like you ready, you ready to come home come on we're gonna come get you mm. all that stuff so whereas I have like my mom who is just like a hard ass because that's just who I've known all of my all life, life and then yeah. you have, my dad comes in and he balances out and he, I remember once a couple of weeks ago I had to get new tires you know ladies you know when you tell your dad you gotta get something <laughs> <laughs> listen I call triple A I ain't doing that I'm sorry listen so of course I got yelled at because I had a flat tire and I was like riding on bad tires, whatever. So I was just like, so after he yelled at me, so my dad's type person where I'm just like, well, I had to get, I was like, I got to get tires. So he yelled at me and then I'm like, okay, well, are you going to give me the money back for the five years? Or are we, how much, how much do you need? How much do you need? <laughs> what I'm talking about. Like, so my dad's like, he going to yell at me and be like, you know, you're supposed to get the you know what I'm supposed to do? And I'm like, all right. So now that we got that out the way. What's next? <laughs> You want to do cash, you want to do bail, you want to do a money order, how you want to, how you want to make this work. So, but yes, I definitely, I'm like you, I definitely have that balance of like having a, a tough, like, because my mom would be like, well, I just don't know what you're going to do. I'm like, girl, you know you're going to give me the money too, let's go ahead and do. <laughs> just drop the money, let's go. Wow. That right. balance. No, but yeah. that's yeah, my family. Really to have that balance. Yeah, my family dynamics is, um, it's the opposite. The tough one is my dad. Like he's straight. Uh, nope. You want me to fix it? Okay, I'm fixing it, but I'm charging you this, and you're paying for the part, and you're gonna come out here and you're gonna help me. And my mom's all like, she's like not like gonna give it to me. It's more on a, you're gonna okay, we're gonna plan it. She's more of a plan person. Okay, what do you want to do? Write it down. Now, how are you gonna achieve that goal? Did you follow up on that goal? All right, you told me you wanted to do this, but you're not putting in any work. Mm. So how are you gonna achieve that if you're not putting in any work? All right, I'm not no, I'm not doing it. You're gonna I'm sit like, down. Oh, you're, gonna you're, do you're, you're killing my mojo. Like I'm trying to get this done. <laughs> yeah, so it's just like cause you know, as 
me, especially me, I've been the only child for 15 years and it's the same household. Like my parent and then they decided to have another kid. I don't know why, but they <laughs> start that's how my parents I said, Yeah, well, you know, my daddy didn't even my still dating and he didn't have any kids. I'm like, you got it all the way over, girl. I'm out the house. I'm four yeah, years old. Like, I'm I'm just <laughs> When she was pregnant with my brother, I kept telling her, I was like, you're just gaining weight. It's okay. Because <laughs> like, I didn't want to, like, you've been the only child for 15 years. You don't want to think. And then her stomach all moving. So I was like, oh, so y'all, like, really got pregnant. I thought you said it didn't work. Like, <laughs> so the way they raised my brother is more long, like he's more free range more Girl, he can he isn't develop that, more that's the but shit I be talking don't about get, don't get me started on that I I have, on the plan girl I'd be like y'all different if, I, if that was me yeah, bro, what? Like, Sean don't be cleaning up, don't do nothing, and then he's all like, "Well, use the dishwasher." I never got to use the dishwasher. Paula was like, "I'm just gonna put him in." I said, "I am the dishwasher." What? I, I'm the guy. I said, "Shit!" When I came out here, she put dishes. I said, "What you doing?" Yeah, he's like, I'm washing the dishes. No, you're not. You're supposed to like make dishwater and you wash it. You clean with a like with a napkin to to make sure it's like we do all this. Mind like, you, you bleach in the water. <laughs> where's the where's the pan that's soaking? You gotta let the pan soak overnight. To get and the then you're supposed off. to the pan that's soaking and dry them and put them up before yes. you go to bed. Are you getting up? You're doing it. Tired. They get tired because I haven't spoke to my mom about this, and I was just like. Literally, the way y'all treat my baby sister is absolutely wild. I think we're it's seven, nuts. seven, eight years apart, and you know they it's just like want to. Yeah, they just they're tired. Like it gets to the point where they've been through the uh, world before. Keep that same energy. <laughs> <laughs> keep it, like keep it up, okay? We gonna right. keep it up. They say wait for that same there. energy. They say wait for you get there. there. Mm-hmm. We'll see if we'll keep going. Listen, I'm not having these kids back to back. I'm not, we ain't no fourth. I'm not trying to be tired. We back to back. Give me two on the two. Let's wrap this but up. But the joy is the older siblings come in and ruin their parade. Like, oh, oh yeah. I come, in, I come in and cause chaos every time. Oh, Anytime I'm like, oh, when are you leaving? Nah. Yeah. That's how my little sister, I'll be like, ooh, her room is, I'll be snitching. Her room dirty. She ain't doing her Listen. assignments. I'll tell it. You're going to get a whoop. Bruh, what? Back in my day, you used to take my phone. You ain't going to take his phone? <laughs> back, in the day, back in the day, we didn't have a phone. We were still on the right. house phone. Oh, the page or you have like a little page or somewhere. When you finally did get a phone, I swear it was just so they could hold it over your head. <laughs> right. They used to take my phone, and when we first got, girl, you know, I had the sidekick, you know. So I had the first got phone. The phone, girl, they took, I remember I did something at school, they took my phone, and it was, my daddy just had it sitting on the nightstand, just looking at me. Oh, you your dad did that too? Yes. Oh, my God. I thought I was the only one. He will fully charge my phone. Put it on so you can hear all the messages. Then be like, I dare you to touch it. Teddy <laughs> boots. You know what's funny? Well, my, little, my little sister got she got computers, she got iP- iPads, nah, everything. Girl, I, I just I'm jealous. But I'm you know what's funny though, because I you know my my mom is like the tough one anyway, because she don't play. Okay, she be ready to like what you say, like she be, she's that type of person. My daddy don't really talk, but you know he gives like that eye, and you're like, oh snap, there's trouble. Because mm-hmm. I remember like recently I was talking to my mom on the phone. And she said she wanted like some, she said she wanted like a Fitbit, right? I'm like, 
what you gonna do? Like, right. where you going? She was like, I need it so I can go on my walk. I'm like, well, guess what? Call this number, that's your husband. She was like, oh, really? But I'm your mama. I'm like, okay, calm down. I'm just playing, like, <laughs> calm down. <laughs> okay. Mother like, day, I gave I birth to you. <laughs> right. so mother day, I got my mom a uh, a, a Brandon Blackwood uh, wallet, the mm-hmm. little black old luxury mm-hmm. uh, thing. But of course, I had to order it. So I was telling her, I was like, "Hey, you know, I called on her Mother's Day. We're talking." I said, "Well, your gift to be in the mail is going to be is going to be coming." So when I landed in town, she was like, "So where is?" Where's my, where's my gift? I said, girl, I tracked it. It's going to be there on Monday. You, she's like, you're not going to be here. I said, but you still going to get it. And I had to tell her, I, I no longer ask her what she wants for gifts because one year I asked her, I said, what do you want? I, I don't ask my parents anything that they want and let me think why. Because my daddy never want nothing. So I just get him shoes. My, I'm like, daddy, what you want for your birthday? You? Nothing. Cool. Whatever. I just get him whatever I want to get him. But my mom, I'd be like, you know, what do you want for Mother's Day? What do you want for your birthday? Oh, I think I need a new dining room table. Girl, hold on. <laughs> Mom, where? I think I need. I, I need a new front door. I think, where's your man? <laughs> not you want. Not you want some new hardwood floors. <laughs> you about to get some Adidas? And, and they're gonna be white. Don't wear them outside. Don't get them dirty. That's what you about to get. Crazy lady asking for a dining room. I said a dining. You know what I love, Jasmine. <laughs> You know what I love, Jasmine, because you said it before. You was like, right now, I'm not in the position to be able to give them everything that they yeah, want. Financially. Right. Like, yeah, financially. Like, I can't wait until I can take care of them to the point yeah. where they can just easily retire. You know, I can mm-hmm. just send them checks. My mom, she loves to travel. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Mom, I just got this ticket for you. Um, it's an open ticket. You and Dad can go whenever you want to. No rush. You know, like... Um, I feel like right now in our generation, it's just like, as long as we're economically stable, I don't think there's a year to where like a, an age to where we're like, okay, this is a time we can take care of our parents. Mm-hmm. Um, uh-huh. Then like specifically in Ghana, like it's, it's almost mandatory. Like, what do you think you about to put me in a nursing home? No, no you're not. I, like, ah! when you had these kids. I was in here and your aunties and everybody was in here because it was our responsibility to do that. Yeah. And so yeah. don't think that now when it's my time, your responsibility is to put me in a nursing, nursing home. home. Exactly. Oh my God. I always say that when I, I get mad. Thing, I said, keep yeah. playing. You gonna no. be right here and your husband gonna be across the hall. That's what I, that's what I told my uh, I told my mama that this morning. She came in the guest room playing a loud song. I said, "You ain't coming here with no music and no breakfast. I need you to get it together. What you doing?" But I think one thing like I realized is that um, you know, especially dealing with like parents and like siblings and things like that, sometimes we have to treat those relationships like we treat our romantic relationships. Hmm. So you have to cater to like the love languages, cater to like the apology mm-hmm. languages, like that. So whereas I spoke about like I can't give like my mom like hardwood floors or I can't give her like a door, but I know like things like a card or like a phone call, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That I can cater to her that way. Taking her out to and eat, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. even though like I can't take care of her in the way that I want to necessarily take care of her financially, that goes back to me saying like, you know, hey, I send her a text message, be like, Hey, you know, how's your cup today? Do you need me to pour into you? Like, how are you mentally mm-hmm. like what can I do yeah. to like take care of you? Same thing with my daddy. Like That's beautiful. my daddy, my That's daddy beautiful. feel like he does. Nobody tells him anything, right? So mm. I'll tell him. Don't at all. Listen, you'll be like, yeah, I don't, I don't know nothing. Y'all don't tell me nothing. So I make sure that the way I cater to like his love language is that I'll tell him some stuff, and then I just won't tell my mama. 
Mm. And I, that's just like our, because I know like it's, it's small things like that where he just be like, y'all just keep me out of loop. Y'all don't. So I'll just be like, hey, daddy, like, let me tell you what happened today. And he's like, mm-hmm. oh, you told your mom? I'm like, no, I just wanted to tell you first. And I know those are things that like, makes you know, make yeah. him happy and cater to his love language. stuff. So like I said, I'm able to take care of him in that way, take care of my mom in that way, even though I can't, you know, I can't buy them like, you know, a whole bunch of cars. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. But you know, I, can, I, can buy, I can buy my daddy some old girl socks, you know, get him a couple of pair of socks. He ain't going to wear them. I bought my daddy <laughs> oh, yeah. his birthday like five years ago. And every, I'm like, Daddy, I'm, he was like, why you don't buy me nothing else? I'm like, because I bought you tennis shoes five years ago and you don't wear them. This man was like, oh, I need the right fit. I got to have the right outfit. It's been six years. <laughs> you know what's funny? I've been in two relationships since them shoes. I need you. <laughs> no, you shoes off. The funny thing is, I also don't ask my parents what they want anymore, okay? Because I remember like, Six or seven years ago, I actually bought like uh it was a kind of cool watch and a pair of shoes. You know, I went to Macy's. I'm like, you know, I'm balling. He didn't want that stuff. It's literally right there. My mom. I, know, I, I would open the box. Those shoes are ice. They probably don't even fit no more. They probably just shrunk down. And I'm like, Dad. And then I don't know how he needs the right outfit. He don't go nowhere. So you ain't gonna never get the right outfit. So I need the right fit for Well, you gonna be fitting the box <laughs> like the shoes. So so now we just buy him electronics, iPads and all this stuff. Cause I'm like, I know he'll use that cause he do like media and stuff like that. But I said, I'm not, so I, I don't ask them what they want. It's the same recently my mom's birthday right I'm like you know I, I I mean because she's still in Ghana I actually had a friend of mine to order like a cake it was like real mm-hmm. red velvet you know she had no idea and my friend actually delivered right I was talking to her I mean it took her two weeks to finish the cake with my aunts and my cousins and she's gonna tell me, the cake is so good but you know next time you know just sending me the money I said girl no <laughs> listen I got my mama on cash out struggle. First of all, I was very, you know. She's like, like, well, how I get the money? So now I got to talk. It's, I tried to get her set up Apple Pay, but that's all different. Story. So now I got on Cash App. So now she's a Cash App connoisseur. So remember I told you that I'm still on the phone plan. So I tried to pay my portion of the phone bill and it didn't work. I said, well, I said, well, go, I said, girl, go ahead and take care of it for me. You go ahead and pay it. She's like, mm-mm, you can Cash App me. I said, oh. <laughs> uh, I don't know what someone's parents like in Cash App. My, my dad, dad is a Zelle person. My dad is yeah. actually Zelle. I, t- I told him how to use Zelle a year ago. And it's been, it's been yeah, that's how my, my mom had Zelle, but she was like, she had to, we had to set up a cash app because we was like doing, a, uh, doing something for my little sister for like, uh, like raffle tickets and stuff. And I was like, well, just use cash app for people. So now she's like, oh, you can just, just cash. It. You so the parents love that cash app. Uh, right. I said, Ooh, you the whole thing that kills me about the, the cake I actually ordered for my mom, right? Tell me, she said my aunts and her were like, oh, well, it was good, but you know, it looked like blood. I'm like, girl, it is red velvet. Get it together. <laughs> red velvet is nothing but fake chocolate anyway, so. I'm going to get on my, I'm, I'm not going to get on my soapbox about red velvet. That's fake chocolate. That ain't nothing. That's, that's, that's Red velvet is chocolate cake with a, a, a beret on. Like that is Wow, you don't like red velvet? I don't like, I don't like, I'm not a sweet person. Like, I'm a savory type person. When I do eat it, I like real velvet. I ain't gonna lie. I don't know I why. It. With some ice cream, will, you know. I will bust down a cheesecake, though. If you put a cheesecake, <laughs> I'll bust that, that thing I don't down. What? No, I don't. I don't like it. <laughs> Say that one more time. I don't like that cake. <laughs> <laughs> what? My question wow. is, you're having a great, you're having a great time. Mm-hmm. My question to you ladies is like, um, if you had the money in the world to be able to take care of your parents, 
what would you do? What would that even look like for you? I automatically know off rip, I'm going to take my mom and buy her a house in the Bahamas because that's okay. all she ever talks Ooh. about is moving okay. away to the Bahamas. <laughs> that's beautiful. Yeah. Because she always... Yeah, she's like, I don't want to work anymore. America's just doing too much. I just want to go to the Bahamas and be on the beach. Right. America Girl, it's, gay, it's ghetto in the ghetto. Okay. <laughs> I get it's very ghetto. It's so ghetto. It's, it's beyond ghetto. <laughs> I'm Let's wrap this up. I'm packed up. I'm ready to go. Yeah, so, I think what I would do, I always think about this, like, because, you know, sometimes when the, when the, uh, when the lotto get, get real big, I go, mm-hmm. you never know. You might hit. <laughs> but I said, if I ever, like, do, like, me and my mom talked about this before, I would just, like, send them, like, a lump sum, right? Mm. Probably buy them a house. Like, I know, like, they want a bigger house. So I would give them a bigger house. And then I know my mom wants, like, her, her luxury car. Get her a luxury car. i probably get my dad his, um, he's in the process of building, like, his own desktop. So I would, like, help fund that, make the biggest desktop you want so we can get, like, this business off the ground that he's trying to do and all that stuff. But it, it, it sounds like in the grand scheme of things, like when you speak it out, it sounds like it's attainable. You know what I'm saying? Oh yes, absolutely. And I think, yeah. And it's, I, I feel like that's, you know, when you have uh, like good relationships with like your parents and like your guardians, like <laughs> things like that, like I, it's, it's attainable. Like I, I want to be able to do. I'm going to be to do. It. Yeah. Oh, I already told her I'm an investment. You'll get your money back soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's at, least, at least you, at least you told your parents. I just, I just tell my parents I'm just happy to be here. Yeah, I'll just she always be like, you need. To, I bought you this, and I was like, but you invested in me. You knew that over time it'll come back. I said, I got you though. You gonna have your own little house. Listen. I'm gonna take care of you. I don't, I don't know when it's gonna come back, but, but it's gonna come. <laughs> you know, but the thing, so before I know before we wrap it up, you know, it's funny because. Growing up, I'm like, you know, I want to give my parents, like, something they can actually always enjoy. Like, you know, maybe build them a business or whatever, right? But at this point, yeah. my mama is way business savvy, okay? So it's like, she's like, just give me the money. I'll do I'm like, so I'm like, point, you know what? The, just, the only thing I'm be able to give my parents right now is, like, a grandchild. That's all I got. I, nah, she <laughs> they ain't getting that. That's all I, mean. I refuse. They're not getting that. They have a grand dog, a grand pup. They want to be grandparents. The dog is all you We're going to call it even. We're going to call it even. Now. I got a grandchild. Nope. Hey, no, it's not. Okay. Yeah, you you on your own with that one. <laughs> I, thought, I thought we was gang. I thought we was cohesive. I thought we was a unit. No, no, no. I gave him a dog. <laughs> no, my parents are like, when the grandkids come, and that's a whole nother conversation. They see, trust me. Do y'all have grandkids money? Do y'all have grandkids money? Because but you know what's funny? Like, you got to find a partner to get the, 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 the grandkids. When it right. comes like the grandkids, winning, let me get a man. They have money for the grandkids, but not for you. Trust me on that. They, they do have money for the grandkids, but not for you. Like, yeah, I'm like, do you have grandkids' money? They be like, yes, and I'm like, ooh, I know that's right. Mm-mm. Let me ask you know, <laughs> cash, cash at me. <laughs> <laughs> well, ladies, this was so good. Like, you know, this was so fun. And the funny thing is, one time I was talking to my parents, I'm like, you know what? Why I got all this money? I'm so struggling. Like I'm trying. Like, can I just stop working? I can take over. They're like, no, that's the money in our name. Find your money. I said, well, damn. I didn't ask to be here though. Y'all didn't send me no notice. Like, I think, yeah, when they say stuff like that, that's when the uh, uh, retirement home comes into question. 
Right. Well, when I think about it, I, I get, like, self-satisfaction, like, when I ask my parents. Like, they usually don't tell me no, but I think about, like, when my parents don't want to give me any money. I think about the student loan that my mom has in uh, her name for me, and I'm okay. Mm. I'm okay. Oh, yeah. That's just you, have, you, have a student loan, you have a student loan in your name for me. Mm. And I'm not paying on it. So, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you. Question though, but why is that these little hackers like hack into every kind of system in this country, but not into student loan? Like I have a problem. I need to hack into the credit score. Just give me. A, I, I need, first of all, Jesus paid it all when He died Hello? on the cross for me. That included my. Amen. Okay. Amen and amen. Jesus paid it all. So I'm not student. Sally May gonna have to come knock on my door and get it in blood. So student loan. That's I've all. That's in the back of my mind. It's above me now. But what they could hack into is these credit. You can hack into these credit scores. Just give me an eight hundred. I'll figure out everything. You can hack into my bank account. Account. Put me a <laughs> put me a couple of commas in there. Some commas in there. Change. You can hack into my cash app. Put me some bitcoin. You can hack into this some, bill. Say my bill is zero dollars. <laughs> you can hack into the, you know, if you want to hack into something, hack into my active portal that pays my, that I pay my rent on. Hack into that. <laughs> and just tell it isn't paid for twelve months. Yeah, just pay, pay, I won't I'll complain pay, pay for the 15 months. I'm on a 15 monthly. Pay it oh. up. <laughs> pay it up. Yes. I don't ask for much. So, yeah, they, y'all want to hack into things that's so like, they, the, my thing is what I appreciate about the hackers is they hack into that's ghetto. Because we have to ration out gas. There is no gas. Oh. And it's like, you they're doing things small enough, but they make such a big impact. I love that. I thrive off negativity. <laughs> it's a toxic for me. You know, the funny someone was like, well, gas is like three dollars for I'm like, first of all, we live in LA. We we pay four to five dollars. So it's like hello. Ain't y'all gas like five dollars over there? Yeah. Right. I don't care how much gas is, the same 20 is going in. <laughs> So, that can be, yeah, yeah, it's like the whole 20. The same 20 is going in. Yeah. So, whatever that $20 get me, that's how much gas is going to be. Thank you. were like, $20 on something forever. Yeah. The white car over there. Yeah, no, I can't see the number. Get $20. Yes. You know what, lady? Are you that's it? Whatever gets me is what it gets me. Let's. I might end up doing like a Medea one time. I probably just end up like Medea. Just grab it from somebody else, put it in my car, pump it up, and drive off. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <Hang on>. uh, <laughs> that was a funny scene. Right. Well, but before we sign up, what uh, what what of advice do you have for like, let's say like parents slash kids, you know, about taking care of like each other. Actually, at this one, because you know, we have to take care of like each other. So, Jazz, I'm gonna start with you. <clears throat> the word of advice that I would have for like parents and like kids is that I think one thing I said it before one thing <laughs> one thing that we have to realize is that like you have your parent and you're also a child but you have that relationship but you have to understand that like they are people and I think sometimes we get outside of like you know this is my parent I have to like respect my parent in like a certain instance or this is my child I have to treat my child in a certain instance but at the end of the day like we're all people so you should want to like treat your parent and treat your child as if they was a person. If you have like a certain respect for a janitor, you know, at your job or things mm -hmm. like that, you should give that and just allow yourself, the parent and the child, 
a certain level of grace. Nobody is perfect. People mess up. Things happen. Stuff goes to hell sometimes. But just allow that, you know, have that level of grace. If it's thinkable, if don't be stressed. Mm. This is the word I live by. If it's uh, if you can fix it, there's no reason to be stressed about it. And if you can't fix it, there's also no reason to be stressed about it because hell, you can't fix it. So you, if it, we can fix it, then let's go ahead and fix it. And if we can't fix it, then push it to the back of your mind. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, like How about you? <laughs> um, to me, basically, what Jasmine is speaking on. I've learned from my personal experience, like my parents are human, everybody's human, you're human. And over time, you don't really realize the sacrifice they've done for you or they've done for themselves. So you could just like, when you get older, just appreciate what your parents have done for you. But at the same time, don't always be in the concept of doing what they want you to do, do what's best for you along the way. And I feel like over time, you could, um, What's the word for it? You're going to come together. You're going to realize the relationship and the growth and just appreciate everything your parents has done because unfortunately it's going to come a day that they're no longer with you Ooh. and all you have is memories. So appreciate all the lessons, the heartaches, the cries, the laughers, everything. It's all just molding you into the person that you're going to be. And I swear you're going to hear in the back of your head someday, like, oh, shit, that's what she talking about, or, oh, that's what my daddy was talking about. Yeah. And I appreciate those ass whoopings. I I really do. I'm going to put my parents on a T-shirt with some clouds on the back when they uh, they pass away. I'm going to make it real general. My mama said we got to wear her in jury, so she always going to be with us. I'm going to put the wings in the back, too, the angel wings, and put them on some clouds. I'm gonna make it real. Don't put them on a big t-shirt. I can't see. <laughs> um, I would say just communicate with one another. I think that's always like the biggest thing with any relationship. It's like we just need to be more open with one another. And I'm realizing that as I get older, the more I'm starting to do more self-discovery in myself, the more I'm communicating that with my parents. And um, like Jasmine was saying, like, also remember they're human. Most times that was the first time ever raising you or a child or anything. And so um, sometimes it's just, I think it's also important to let go of grudges whatever you may have with your parents or whatever your parents may have with you. Life is too too short. You know, you keep looking up the older you get, the more you realize people are just dying. And I think it's just, it's a reminder that I'm like, you have these grudges that you even forgot why you had the grudge, but you have the emotion attached to it. And you can't even remember why you were mad. And so I would say like in this instance, right now in our ages, let them go or work on letting them go because you'll be so much more free, especially with the knowledge that you have now to know the type of life you want to live and you know the way that you want to help your parents now. So I feel like those grudges and these things from the past are really holding us from being really close with one another. So that's my Yeah. Take. I love this. Uh, wow, yeah, I just preached the whole like Self-healing, yeah. Just stuff in that self-healing real quick. Like ever since I started therapy, like mm-hmm. I've like, I have like my healing that I've done within myself, but then also like, I'm able to realize, like, I, w- I don't want to call them, like, childhood traumas, but things that happened in my childhood that I can, like, take back to my mom. Be like, girl, I did not realize that I had abandonment issues because of this. And then we're able to, like, work through it. And then my mom is like, oh, hell, dang. I didn't know, you know, we're able to, like, talk through it and stuff like that. So I think everybody needs therapy. It doesn't always yeah. have to be, like, something wrong with you. But yeah. you have, like, a 
professional like, advice person and yeah. things like because you never know like I didn't realize like you know what I'm saying like things happen and like I reacted off of this you know like I said that forms like your personality and your foundation and things like that and I'm like dang so I'm I'm a person because of this okay yeah. it makes sense <laughs> the math is mapping so but yeah so everybody I feel like everybody needs therapy do that self healing you just never know what you're going to find out and then you also learn like better coping skills that is true. So mine would be yeah, like, you like know, it's all about the love and communication. Honestly, those two things, that's all you need. Because if you're able to like open and communicate with somebody, that is all you need. Like I am a huge person when it comes to communication. Like, uh, right. if you can get it right, deuces. Like, you don't care. I, I don't. I try to, but I just don't. Can't, but if can't you can't bothered. communicate with somebody, then you're not listening. So you're not willing to grow. You're not willing to that understand. Is, that, that's factual. Yes. So I told them, I'm like, you know what? I'm a Taurus and I'm a Gemini. So all together, it's a disaster. Okay. <laughs> so. Oh, Lord. Listen. So, so, place. You know, someone's <laughs> like, my attitude and my mouth is a double homicide. And it's true. And it is true. <laughs> It is a ladies. Thank you all so much, listeners and viewers at home. Thank you so much for joining us to, on today's topic. And uh, don't forget to join the conversation on Twitter, SSNKabuti, on uh, Instagram. I always forget that part. Saturday, <laughs> and don't forget to hashtag Saturday Shade. So, viewers and listeners, enjoy your weekend. And always remember Saturday Shade, it is always a conversation.